It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! Looks like Shaman! Giroud plays it in the middle! Ahead again! And Ramsey arriving! And Arsenal are back in front! Scores in the FA Cup final again! Just as he did in 2014! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal Editor Podcast. And it is the apocalypse at the moment we've had the rain at the weekend with brighton i'm looking at my side of my window right now and it is raining heavily again but not only that you can also tell it's the apocalypse because quite frankly whatsapp facebook instagram and anything that really we actually use on a daily basis is, is down at the moment so it's all gone a bit haywire um and it happened about half an hour ago so so fortunately i managed to track down uh, steve from in the clock end podcast um who is the uh, the privileged man to join me on this podcast because um, I don't know if you've noticed, mate, but but I don't know if you can see I'm actually lying down in bed. Actually, I, I thought you were just like on a nice like big chair. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've, you've you've managed to catch me at a very saucy time. So no, I've, um, oh, it's been a big week for me, mate. I've moved into a new flat. I've got a new job. Um, but what that means is there's a serious lack of furniture. Uh, so I've just got a mattress and I'm literally, if you could see the setup I'm on right now, I've actually sent you a picture, but oh, it was on WhatsApp, so you can't see, um, of me lying down, kind of like paint me one of your French girls kind of situations. So. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that when WhatsApp's back. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there's, look, there's, there's more to come. So look, look when we're offline, um, you know, if, if one thing leads to another and you need to ask me to strip for anything, feel free to. <laughs> How, how's your week been, mate? It's been good, mate. Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah. Soggy. Soggy. It's been a moist, moist few days. I was down in Brighton on the weekend. Um, not going to get that, get that, get that day back, am I? So, um, but no, <laughs> all good, mate. How about yourself? You're good. How's the move? All, all going smoothly? Good, good. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's good to be in the flat. But um, uh, one, do you know what? Do you know what one thing I love? I, I love. I love Virgin Media. I love that they tell you they're going to come in on a Saturday and tell you to wait there tightly all day for the engineer to come and fix your Wi-Fi and sit tight. And when you ring them and they don't answer because their cost of support doesn't pick up, you just have to get keep guessing. And I really enjoy that as well. Like you just will they come? Will they not come? <laughs> Who knows? And then they don't come. Uh, and then you're just stuck there on your, in your mattress because you haven't really got any furniture. And then you have to travel home the next day to pick things up. It's great. It's all about, it's all fun and games really. Um, but other than that, in. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. No, it's, it's, it, but to be fair, I, I am, I'm joking. It's, obviously that was annoying, but um, it's been fun. And uh, the, I'm sure some people would have seen on Instagram, uh, but the view of the flat looks over the Emirates. So um, I'm very fortunate that hopefully I'll be able to hear the roar of the crowd when we, score a few goals next time and I'm not at the stadium but I'm close enough to hear it hopefully can you hear me yeah sorry it, yeah, it, it right. froze a risk it froze for a second <laughs> that's all right no worries um no that's exciting mate I'm, yeah. I'm quite je- I'm quite jealous of that actually it's, mm. it's a lovely it's a lovely area around there it's very nice and especially like with those Monday nights and Friday nights it'd be ideal absolutely, absolutely down the mate. road you'll be home in time for uh the 10 o'clock news <laughs> <laughs> of course that's that's what i sort of mark every evening for as well so no i, I yeah it's good and i I've, I've been a few times now and even if i haven't gone to the game like the spurs game last week i just got myself in and around the stadium and there's some obviously great pubs that you can go to and soak up the atmosphere last week was particularly fantastic obviously 
Um, have you stopped singing the Sacro and Emerson song now, or are you still no, strong or I, top and get battered? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I stopped singing uh, the top and get battered everywhere they go song after day one, and we lost this weekend. Oh well, it feels like we lost. We obviously drew, but um, but yeah. So so, but Brighton for you, you know, as as it was your thirtieth birthday, man. So a belated happy birthday for you last Thank week. Thank you. Thank you. Not quite the present um, that you were expecting. No, it was a little bit. Well, it's one of them, isn't it? When you know, whenever you go to a game of football, you always roll the dice. You know, it's going to sort of hinge on that. But listen, it's one of those. Um, we 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 sort of knew it was going to be a, a bit of a difficult game, didn't we? Um, on, on the back of Tottenham, I think we were expecting that that, that bounce and to kind of follow through with the confidence. But it was it was we were sort of humbled a bit, weren't we? It just mm. felt. I don't know. It depends which way you look at it. I think it's one of those games which will sort of um, divide opinion, whether it's, it's it's a good port on the road, it's a clean sheet. You know, in the circumstances, it wasn't a great performance, but then you could look at it and kind of criticise the performance and say, you know, it's not good enough. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, you take it. that You, you look at the last four games, you know, three wins out of four. Um, opposition is a looking a lot healthier mm. in the middle of the table. Not where we want to be, but... Um, Considering, to be honest, mate, we, we should have lost on Saturday. Let's be fair. Like, and I yeah. think I think against a better team, oh, we were second best for ninety minutes. You know, we we were talking pre-podcast, like we we recorded our podcast earlier, and mm. trying to like pick out notable moments from the game. Apart from Brent, um, apart from Brighton having the ball <laughs> for pretty yeah. much the entire game, it just felt like we were waiting for Brighton to score all game, and it never really came. And like every time they got a corner, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is it. Brace yourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was one of them, wasn't it? No one was at the races. Um, you know, even Arteta said it himself. You know, we didn't. Yeah, you know, he wasn't happy with the draw, but we we didn't deserve any more. What was it like watching on the telly? Was it? Can you see anything else? Is mm. anything I missed? Was it as bad as as we all thought it was? Or yeah, it wasn't great, mate. I mean, I think one of the things that I picked up um, was well, I listened to I think the Arsenal Vision podcast and I think a few other things people were saying and. They're saying whilst Brighton had the dominance, and a few people are saying it on Twitter, they didn't really have any big, big chances. And I and I couldn't like disagree anymore. I thought they really did. I thought they're free headers. They had uh, like shots on goal from very close when they were free in the box. That would happen a few times. I thought Ramsdale had to come to our savior a couple of times. Um, you know, against the somebody could finish a bit better, or even like what what Brian are doing this season, I would expect them to tuck away at least one of those. Um, so it was a bit of a slam back down to reality um, after such a high last week, which I can imagine mirrors perhaps your feelings from the highs of having a 30th birthday party to the lows and of realising you're in your 30s, because I'm very close to that as well, mate. <laughs> Catching me up, maybe. <laughs> it's been a sobering week, eh? At least you can grow a beard, though. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can take that. But maybe they you know what they say if you can grow a beard, apparently, you then start losing your hair. So I'm waiting for my thirties for that to happen. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, pff, do you want to start with the starting lineup at least? I mean, and, and maybe even uh, might be even start worth starting talking about the starting lineup that was the weather. Really, I mean, the, the starting weather and the starting lineup sort of combination was. It, it was, I think, probably great, the biggest it? talking point. Yeah, it was an idea. Like, I've never ran to a game of football before. Like, I literally, <laughs> there's a train station, and I ran, like, full on, like I was going for a 5K sprint. And then 
just because I was that worried that my ticket was going to like mount in my pocket, I like puddles mm. in my pocket. And when I went into the ground, I held my ticket like a newborn baby, just so it was that wet. I was that worried it was just going to like fall apart. And I was like, went into the scanners. Um, so I can only imagine how bad it was for the players. But, you know, it goes both ways, isn't it? You know, we, we had to play in it, they had to play in it. Um, yeah, that wind and the rain, it just didn't really make for an easy, uh, you know, afternoon of football. Um, no. Getting back going back to the lineup, I think it was pretty much what we expected, wasn't it? The big talking point last week was, you know, is it going to be Samuel Conga or is he going to go out on any? Uh, he went Laconga. Um There was no issues with the lineup. I thought it, it you know, I think it'd be, I think we'd all be live if, if we were to say, oh, you know, he made a mistake there. It was mm. pretty, what it was pretty much what we expected. Maybe I think, you know, not to jump the gun, but he maybe in terms of substitutions, I think, I, I don't really know what he was trying to do in that second half, bringing Pepe on and then kind of Martinelli, I think would have been ideal. I, I thought he brought Lacazette on too late. Yeah. I think when Lacazette came on, there was like there was a kind of brief period where we sort of spotted him for life a little bit, but yeah, it just I don't know, it, we just weren't at the races, were we? And I don't think anyone, I mean, no one particularly played terrible, but no one played well across the board. I think it was just the general, it was very deflating afternoon. I don't know. What, what about yourself? What did you make of, of the team? Were you, were you, would you have gone? Were you happy with Samuel Conga, or would you have rather had more of a kind of Al Nenny in there? Um, mm. Different well, one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you say, horses for courses. My, and probably 99% of the Arsenal community, you know, his opinion was to bring in Sambi for Xhaka. I think if a lot of people, that's actually a preferred lineup to having Xhaka in. For me, I mean, Sambi is uh, looking absolutely incredible and I'd, I'd, I'd love him to pieces, but this was a Xhaka game. This was a bring it by the scruff of the neck, get a bit of control, uh, you know, in, in Xhaka's way. Um um, and, and it kind of was a game for him. I mean, I think the the weather has a big effect on on how you run a team selection and what kind of game you play. And uh, before the game, if you hadn't taken the weather into account, I think that team looks really strong. We're going to be able to play the ball along the floor, break out from the back, tidy football, um, having a lot of uh, breakaway attacks from, you know, having our escape artists in Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe with you know, being able to make those jinky runs they can, you know, as as it happened. That, and, and those are the three technical players that I would have behind a Bamiyang. You know, you have your runners in behind and Saka, Bill Smith-Rowe, Odegaard pulling strings from a bit deeper. But it's um, uh, in, in hindsight, and again, it's only in hindsight, can we see that actually that was a pretty much a big error because Brighton had everything playing into their hands when it comes to the weather. I mean, they have huge defenders. They've got tidy midfield. Um, and they had sprinters in behind, and I know they had a couple of really key members missing. I mean, Basuma, Welbeck, and I can't remember who else, but it, it, you know, it, it did look like on paper it really could play into our hands, but with the weather, it just made sense as a profile that they were going to cause a, I don't even want to say upset, they're above us in the league, but you know what I mean? They, they, they almost look set up for it, and I just wonder, in hindsight, again, this is only in hindsight, because I didn't spot this before the game, although I did have a feeling that it wasn't going to go well, um, it was a running behind game, right? So Pepe would have been fantastic for this. I mean, for all of Lacazette's um, sort of missing from, from from earlier in the season, we saw from when he comes on, when we need people running in behind, when he can drop deep and bring other people into play, um, it, it looks good. It looks really good. And um, 
uh, to be fair to him, I thought he when he came on, he he really tore it up. And again, like you say, I think he 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 really could have come on a bit earlier. But um, yeah, it's one of those for hindsight. I I, I think they're just generally. If we look back at the last however many games, right? Three three wins, one draw, uh, one goal conceded. Uh, and on paper, that looks good. Um, and and that, that's really good momentum. And I think this is just one of those games that we weren't quite up to the races in that weather. I think people didn't really perform. People like Martin Erdegaard, tidy, pretty footballer. He's not going to get his, you know, he's not going to get dirty. Uh, although he's a compressor, you know, he's not a, he's not a Granite Jacker, for example, and perhaps even not an El Nene. So, one of those days, we got yeah. a point. You know, get a point when you play badly. And um, it, it, I guess the the question was, was it going to be right? Which Arsenal are we? Are we the ones that just absolutely sack it against any team, the Brentfords, the Cities, the Chelseas? Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, or, or are we the one that are going to blitz teams like Tottenham? And the reality is we're probably about a sixth-place team that sits in between. Um, and I think that was like a nice barometer for it. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, in terms of starting lineup, I, I was excited, but I was nervous when looking at the weather and then looking at Brighton away and looking playing football. And um, what do, I, I mean, I, we keep talking about Arsenal, right? And uh, we will, because it's an Arsenal podcast. And <laughs> um, that's just what we do. But I think it would be unfair to like gloss over the fact that Brighton played out of their skin and are looking seriously, seriously sharp. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. What you, but, how did that come across live? Or? No, absolutely. Like that, their number three. Um, I tried to pronounce his name earlier on. So I'm the new Spanish again. guy. Cuckoo. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, on the on the left hand side was just causing Tommy Assi so many problems, and the way they were just cutting through us and creating space. Um, you have to, I don't necessarily think it was down to our defending. I, I just thought they were very well organised, very mm. set up, and um, you know, you hit the nail on the head there in terms of like, you know, they, they just couldn't finish their dinner on on Saturday night. They had mm. so many chances, and I think it's something they talked about last season when, when we played them. They talked about you know, Brighton or a team who struggles to score goals. And you can see why, because, you know, it's not, it's definitely not through the want of trying, you know, they can definitely, they get in the positions, but it's, it's their, it's their final product. Um, mm. Yeah. All, all around very impressed with, with what they did. Um, that said, you know, I don't think we, you know, I don't think we gave them the best of games in terms of you know what, what, what we're capable of. It, it felt very much like whenever we sort of got into their half, we just couldn't get our foot on the ball. Mm. Um, there was a moment. There was a, there was two times in, in the second half. The first time, Aubameyang was offside. It's when he when he went through, and the second, the first time he was offside. The second time yeah. he went through, and he just he just wasn't ruthless at all. He just, I think he tried. I can't. He tried to round the keeper, didn't he? Yeah, that was the first time. The second oh, that was the offside one. What was the other yeah, one? Yeah, and I think the second time. I don't know if he. I don't think he even got shot off. It was a little lethargical. Is that a word, lethargical? Yeah, we'll go with Maybe it. Maybe I've made it up. It was a little bit lethargical. Yeah. It was a little kind of lacking that. He's lost a bit of pace, hasn't he? And, uh, you know, it just really summed up the afternoon. Um, yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's a hard one to sort of analyse, you know. Mm. I, think, I, think, I think there was that element of, you know, there could have been a smash and grab there for us, especially when, mm. you know, when Lacazette came on. Um, Smith, I think Smith Rowe probably had our best chance. He did. You know, at the time, we were all sort of crying out for him to square it. And then you watch the replay, and the angle is quite tight. You know, when like he yeah. on the right, Saka's open. 
it's one of them, isn't it? He's damned if he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. If he shoots or if he if he squares it, it's easy to sort of you know criticize that. But um, no, yeah. yeah, going back to what he said, but I thought Brighton were, were very good. Um, but I think we just you know we weren't we weren't at our best, far from it. And I think I said it Saturday we missed Yaka as much yeah. as it pains me to say it, I criticize him, but God, we missed him. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. It's, that's, we're that's just not ready for a midfield face. without him, are we? We're just not. We're not no, quite there, and can't can't bad. can't quite cut cut the aims. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a weird one, isn't it? Um, when it comes mm. to Jacket, we're all sort of ready for that replacement, but then when we haven't got him, it's sort of like you know the grass isn't always greener, is it? No, and I think the age profile is a big thing, right? I mean, the kind of position and leader and soft factors that are immeasurable and all that sort of jargon, jargon that. You know, it's very difficult to measure with a footballer, but he just does bring that experience and he brings that sort of personality to the midfield. And in the centre of a load of kids, you've got Party and Xhaka. Suddenly you're looking like they can pull the strings, calm people down. Just be that presence that I think we needed. And again, you can't measure that, but it it really makes a big difference. And you can really tell when it's not there rather than being able to tell when it is there. Yeah, um, yeah and it's just, it was difficult. Um, I, I was trying to sort of break down what went wrong other than just bad performances. And one of the things... I mentioned last week that I was careful not to hammer home because we just had such a good weekend. But one of the things I did say um, was like, my worry is, right, this is how we play. It's very obvious how we play. Um, you know, we all know sort of being able to break away the three technical players behind Aubameyang and passing around from the back and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, right, okay. But we know Arteta's wanted to do that for a long time and he's needed the players to be able to do that. He's now got the players to do that. And it's actually very exciting. What I highlighted was like, right, well, we still don't actually have a plan B. And it's very obvious we don't have a plan B. So once you f- figure that out, it's kind of figured out. And look, guess what? The week after we managed to blitz Tottenham at home on Emirates and a nice sunny stadium, hmm. when everybody's watching, it only takes Graham Potter, who's a fabulous manager, from what I can only assume, he's got brilliant tacticians behind his and, and data scientists and, you know, video videographers who are looking at these games and thinking, right, well, that's how they play we don't really have another way of playing. So it's whilst Mikel Arteta sort of is set up to do that way. And, and, and I'm glad he's got his players now. And I think it will come off a lot of the times this season when it's in the rain and they've sussed you out to play from the back. And yet you have to be perfect to get play against a team who have sussed you out tactically. It just didn't look like it was going to happen. And apart from anything else, I remember looking up and we were almost so rigid in the way we wanted to play that by the time Brighton were coming back at us, when they were going up for headers, or, you know, anything. It wasn't the first ball we were losing because we were having a bad day, but the second ball we weren't even competing for. They just had so much space. Mm. It was almost like they had midfield runners where we had, we weren't even close to them. It wasn't like it was a comp- wasn't competitive. You know, you can win a first, you can lose a first ball because you're up against six foot seven players, fine, but to not even compete and allow those, you know, flows of play to happen from the second phase is is, is really worrying. And that was purely structural right that was probably tactical and that's probably something they noted and something that Arteta was slow to react to um did that yeah no that come out on, yeah yeah no absolutely like literally just watching it we were just sh- like the crowd the arse ones were shouting like you know get get your foot on the ball like we were losing everything mm. um predominantly the second ball as well and nail on the head yeah like they had the, every time it fell to them it, it always felt them so well like in space and time mm. and there'd be like two passes and boom, they're gone. And and mm. there was an attack on, whereas for us, it just wasn't clicking into gear at all. Um, and it it's almost that always... inside, inside wing space where it just kept falling to every yeah. single time and they just had so much but, space. 
they knew where to go and yeah you know like like we said i think if 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 they were like you know in front of goal if they had someone who could finish you know they could they could have come away you know two three 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 and left quite comfortably um and and you know what you've you've hit the nail on the head there i love to say that you've hit the nail on the head with mm-hmm. um, with, the, with the plan b Mm. Yeah, but it's true, you know, with, with, when it comes to what I'd say, and we saw it a lot last season, you know, when we go behind in games, and I think because we haven't got that sort of steel about us, you do worry when we go behind and when the conditions don't kind of fit the way we like it, you do sort of think, you know, who have we got in this team who's going to sort of, you know, turn this game around? And, you know, as, as, as great as, as these young players are, you know, we've got some fantastic talent and it's very exciting, but we haven't got any ready-made sort of players. Like, you know, we haven't got the mm. Santi Cazorla, um, Alexis Sanchez, these types of players who can, you know, who can kind of flip, flick a switch and completely, uh, you know, kind of grab the game, game by the scruff of the neck and, and pull you through. And I do feel like we do need, we do lack that sort of presence in the team. Um, like a kind of even like from a defensive point of view, like a, kind of a Gilberto Silva, someone like who you know, you don't, you don't necessarily he, he's not your main man, but he's just kind of solid throughout. Um, mm. I think we we just I don't know, I feel like with this with this last team, when, when things don't go our way or we go behind the games, we just haven't got enough about us to mm. to get back, back into it. And Arteta's just it comes down to experience as well. Um, so yeah, I, d- I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's it's a weird one. I just feel like we're we're going to get these results along the way. This is going to be a thing we're going to see all season. We're going to we're we're very much a yo-yo team, aren't we? There's 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 kind of yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I, I think this is about where we are. You know, we'll have yeah. our good days and we'll have our bad days. And if where we're going to come between fourth and eighth is going to be where we're going to come. And I think that's going to be down to the games that. Quite frankly, on a more positive note, it's going to be games like this where we can start somehow still get a point from a game we probably would have lost last season. You know, I think Partey, when he plays well, we all play well. I think he is an absolute diamond in midfield. And I think just one of those games, he, he just he had a shocker yesterday um, or Saturday, I should say. So, he, I mean, he just had a really bad game. But credit where credit's due to to Gabriel and, and White, who I thought were, were pretty, pretty special um, last night in a lot of ways albeit obviously conceding a, a couple of chances due to their sort of spatial awareness together. But I thought Gabriel in, in, in general had a very good game at centre-back managing those. Hmm? And lost and lost some teeth as well <laughs> during it. Well, yeah. It, you know, so that's the second time he's lost to a tooth against playing against Brighton. Mm. <laughs> you'd think he'd wear a gum shield. You yeah, you think. <laughs> it's hilarious. But um, no, they, they, yeah. they, they were pretty good. Um mm. And you know, like one thing, like you talked about going back to just before we move on from about the Plan B thing. I think, the, I think the biggest problem with with the, with Mikel Arteta's Arsenal team um, is just consistency. You know, it, it comes down to that. You know, we, mm. we can never keep a run going, and I don't know. Just you can't help but feel a little bit deflated. Not not so much because of the result. I think let's say we play well, we take a one 0 You say Brighton a good team, we take it. But I think it's the manner in which we drew the game. And, mm. and as good as Brighton were, we didn't particularly put up much of a fight. Um, yeah, you know, we, we did. We didn't really ask enough questions of them. And um, yeah, and I think and I think a lot of that comes down to the manager, you know. And I think we had a conversation when I was on your last. Yeah, you know, about you know this is the issue with Mikel Arteta. It's just he's still very, very um, you know, in terms of his managerial career, he, he's you know he's still he's very new to it, and he's still mm-hmm. learning, learning on the job and. 
yeah, you're going to get these sort of results and performances. It did feel a bit like an Emery game. I don't know if you remember the early stages of, remember the 22 um, game on Beaton Run under Emery? But we were still a bit like, yeah, but yeah. I'm pretty sure we should have got away. We should have lost about five of those. <laughs> yeah, we um, got away with a lot. Yeah, it, it just felt like a little bit lack of ideasy and a bit Emery and a bit. Um, it's funny because whenever that sort of happens, you will say, "Oh, this is the makings of a good team." You know, if you if you can win games and not play very well, but you know, in reality, you just you just a bit naff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but look, I mean, the, the the positives we can take from it, the last four games, right? I mean, Norwich, okay, we actually played quite well. Should have been a few more, but look, we got our scrappy goal, fine. Burnley again, the same. A few short passes here and there. We actually probably it feels like more of a three or four nil winner game that one because it's like well we played well enough to justify winning one nil and we mm. probably should have scored more. Mm. Blitz Tottenham, we were done by half time. Sit back, sure we conceded, but fine, whatever. This one was like the the opposite of that in the sense that you know we didn't play well, and we didn't deserve a point, but screw it, we got one. And it's kind of like well, if we can keep getting these blocks of like good games, I mean I think the international break probably came at quite a good time. I think. You know, we can now reset and go, right, well, what do we do well over these games? I think there's a lot these players and the manager can probably learn from this draw at Brighton. And then thank God we got a point for it. Like, I think they can probably go, right, well, you know, we're not going to be able to dance through every opposition after one week. And no. teams are going to suss us out. Teams are going to see that. We're going to have to think our way out of this. You know, it's not it's not a simple problem to solve. And um but but it's it's one that you've just got to learn in the Premier League. You're gonna this is the sort of new Stoke away, isn't it? But I mean that's not really <laughs> fair on Brighton. I think they play some some really good football under Graham Potter. To, to be fair, um, but in the sense that they're a good team, you don't expect to be that good. And when it is cold, wet game away at the Amex, you've got to think your way out of it. Yeah, um, and I think you also sort of rely on kind of the the more experienced players to sort of pull you through and. You know, I don't think it was it was it was a bad day for a bad man, wasn't it? You know, I mean, you sort of do look towards your captain in mm. these sort of games. I don't know how you felt. Maybe I'm being a little bit reactionary, but I do feel like, you know, in terms of, I mean, obviously Lacazette's at a contract at the season, I believe, and Aubameyang's got another year left after this. Yeah, I definitely feel like we need to like, like if you if you were to say right, where do you go next? I feel like we need a ready-made, you know. A 2024 global season striker. That's what I think. This is that. That's what this team's crying out for. I think it does feel a little bit like up top. We're a bit light, and uh, you know, yeah. Aubameyang and Lacazette are past their best. You know, not to be critical because, you know, I, I think Lacazette on his day, and I, I mean both of them on their day. You know, Aubameyang, Aubameyang was very good against Tottenham, but when yeah, you're on their day, though, that's the thing. Tw- yeah, that's it. And Twelve to 15, if you look at the last sort of twelve to eighteen months. Um, those guys just declining and declining. Yeah, that, that, it does concern me, you know, in terms of where where the goals are going to come. And it, I don't know. We just, we just, yeah, it, it felt very Norwich in it in terms of we didn't really create much again. Mm. Um, two, one step forward, two steps backwards, sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it, it is. I suppose one step forward, two steps back in a sense. But um, I think it does almost feel like you know what, one step forward and a little a little wobble. But I don't think we've gone backwards. Yeah. I think considering where we were at the start of the season, um, I think we're just, we're nudging, we're nudging our way. And I, I, look, I, I'm actually quite excited about this team and perhaps what it could do. Um, but uh, I think this is just one of those games, to be honest, mate. Mm. And I think we've said a few times, probably said all we need to say on that. But 
uh, it does feel like this team is generally going in the right direction. I, and I do still try and measure the season because of all the problems and excuses, even though the tactical setup was poor, we know this game's from the last first three games. We know, we know, we know. Um, almost like the, the the season starts from the 1st of September when the transfer window closed. And actually, once we've had our team, we've looked good and we've played against a couple of really good teams um, and we've come out unscathed. And if we can just keep that momentum going with the squad we've got and try not to lose too many players, you know, we've lost Shaka now, Party and Mill Smith, Rowe, Saka, and Tierney tend to look quite fragile sometimes. Um, you know, if we can keep them fit without European football, I think we could we could be okay. But I mean, is there any is there any player performances you, you want to highlight, good or bad? I think from I think Ramsdale, I'd say, was the only sort of shine the light. Um, I thought he looked very solid again. Made a few, you know, had a few. There was a few key moments in the game. That um, you know got us the point, um, but you know, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's probably like my, my man of the match sort of thing. In terms of bad performances, I think it all round. You know, I don't think anyone was thinking the place, but it, it was just a very, yeah, okay, it, yeah. It's, a, it's yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's it's a hard one to sort of you know because there's not a lot to say, and I don't want to be too critical, but it, you know, it, it is it is what it is. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I was the same. I, look, I think it was just. It's a throwaway day. Screw it. It's a yeah. throwaway day. Let's see how we fare after the international break when we've had more time. Um, who is it after the international break? We've got quite we've got Palace, I think. Palace and Villa Palace or Villa, Villa and Palace. I'm going, I'm going to Villa on the 22nd, so I'm quite excited about that. Is that the um, Friday? Yeah. yeah, it's the Friday night one. Sky really TV, man. So annoying. I can't believe they put two games on a Monday and a Friday in the same week. Oh, it's so annoying. That's literally... Come on, guys. Come on. It's um, for the fans, you know. Yeah, well, we know who's dick of the day that week. Um, <laughs> um, righty, so look, I mean, we've we've got man of the match and dick of the day. So actually, no, one question I did want to ask. There was a penalty shout on Emil Smith Rowe when he went through. I think it was yeah. it was one of those. If that was given, I would have been like, okay, I mean, that's kind of fair because he's kind of clattered him. But then because it hasn't been given, a bit like, well, it was shoulder to shoulder, but just with force, and it's not really worth no. I don't I don't think to be honest. Um, although. One thing I do, you know, when Ramsdale dropped it, right? Yeah. Which people don't need to worry about because that's going to happen when keepers come out and it's windy and it's wet and he's been confident. But really, by the times he's going to drop it versus how many times he's going to save us from doing that same action it, it is definitely worth him keeping going because, you know, that's one thing that Leno couldn't do. But did the, the challenge on Ramsdale after he just dropped it, did, did that come across in the stadium? I don't know if you've seen it since. I've not seen it since. Have a look. Um, I'm convinced that was a red card. I honestly, it was Ramsdale basically drops it, and just before he goes to sky the ball, another player comes in. Forgive me, I can't remember who. It was in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, he just comes yeah. in and clatters. Yeah, like almost shoulder charges Ramsdale in the head, and that's why yeah, he's I mean, out. He's, he's always almost out cold. Like I don't know if you like. That's why he couldn't really see straight for a bit because. Um, I yeah, I no, I remember it happening. Mm. I, I I was more relieved that they'd managed yeah. to get over the bar. But no, I didn't really. I did. I've not. I've not. I've not watched that back. Could have to watch it back to, to, mm-hmm. to give you a proper opinion on it. At the time, it just looked like it was a kind of a coming together. Um, yeah. I, and as for them with Smith Ray one, it, it looked very soft. I don't know what what the replay yeah. was like. It looked a bit dubious. Uh, you might, you know, if that was at Old Trafford, you know, mm. you might get that if you're Bruno Fernandez. But not if you're... <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, even if he ends up skying it. Oh, that was good. Um, okay, so, 
Yeah, to, to be fair, both on the penalty and the red card shout, I mean, there's, we played so badly, it's the, we don't even deserve to be you know, discussing yeah. that in a way because I think they could have scored so many and, you know, that would have been a smash and grab thing. So it, it was a sort of game where, like, it was a, it was a, yeah, you could really see Arsenal sm- proper smash and grab, late, late winner. Yeah. But yeah, that's that, why I think it, you're talking about, like, those players, right? The Cazorlas and that sort of stuff. And I know Pepe has his issues, but he's a chaos factor. Mm. He just is. Like, I mean, I know we can all predict he's going to come onto his left foot, but people generally can't stop him doing that. And like, if he, he gets no. into positions that, you know, others players don't and, he just has that ability to do something out of the ordinary. And I wonder if him bringing on him earlier or even starting something different. Because he came on, I think he went on the left at first and then he went, and I think they mm. switched around and went on the right. They did, yeah. Um, yeah, like it's it's weird, isn't it? I just think with this, with this, like, you know, we talked about like this young set of players, you're going to get inconsistencies. Um, and that's where, you know, we do just miss... I don't. I do. I just feel like we're crying out for a few more established players. You know, a few more jackers. Dare I say? Mm. You know, who've been around. Who've been around? Because you just, you just need that. And it, and it's these sort of games that you need those players. Um, and you know, but there's, listen, there's, like you said, it's it's one of them, isn't it? and we'll forget about it soon enough. And you know, you move on. And yeah, absolutely. If we, beat, if we beat Villa and Palace, we'll, you know, it'll be a distant memory. Absolutely, mate. And they, hey, we'll look back on it with fond memories. I think, given how much we will have learnt given how much, yeah. uh, you know, we picked up a point when we, and it's the mark of champions when we do that, playing badly, you know, <laughs> nicking a point. So, All right, who, uh, who was your man of the match? It's Ramsdale. Got to be Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. What yourself? Well, look, Ramsdale was great, right? I, th- I thought he was really good, but he had that one hairy moment, but otherwise, and did, just a question on Ramsdale. So when you were at the ground, it, I mean, it feels like he's got such an affinity with the fans, right? Mm. And he's suddenly become a fan favourite, probably quicker than any other player I can imagine. Does he, or all that I can remember, I should say, not imagine, but he, he did he, does it come across in the stadium and, and did his, I suppose, from more of a performance level, did his sort of presence, was that felt more so? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I, yeah. I, I definitely get that vibe from him. Um. I mean, it was a busy afternoon for him, to be honest. Yeah, you know. Um, well, you say that there was only one shot on target. Well, not in, yeah, no. I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily in terms of. I know what shots, you mean. More in terms yeah. of just kind of camped in a half. Mm. Um, but no, I, I just feel like we look a lot. We look a lot more solid within there, and it, mm. and you just, you know, it's that kind of that sense of feeling a lot more sort of at ease when he's when he's you know between the sticks. Um, and I think you know with with Gabby Gabriel and Party. Party uh, with Ben White in front of him. There's a nice sort of um, kind of little unit there, mm. and uh, yeah, and I think the fans really like him. I think they, um, I think he, you know, he's you know, bearing in mind how much abuse he, he got before he'd even signed, like kind of oh, the, the Twitter trip. trolls. It was just ridiculous. There's all these Twitter trolls going, "Don't sign for Arsenal," and uh, he comes in, and yeah, you know, he's just gone with it, hasn't he? He's come in, done a great job, and you know, it, it can't be easy, especially when you know, you know, Leno's. You've know, been with the club a few years now, big personality. Mm. Um, he's come in, taking his position. It's sort of like, well, you know, this is your chance. And he's he's fully taken it, hasn't he? You know? Definitely. I enjoyed uh oh this, oh, this would have been a good deck of the day last week as the German manager came to watch Leno and he didn't play. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. Fantastic. Oh, good stuff. It was a bit like that Man United fan who went to Old Trafford when they played West Ham. And they had that sign yeah. coming all the way. I've missed school to watch for now. And they did, didn't even make the score. <laughs> and they lost as well, which is oh, nice. You love to see it. You love to see it. 
Oh, right, where are we? Uh, my man of the match. I actually went to Millsmith throw. I thought he was our only shining light. He tended to get into good spaces. But, I mean, it was best of a bad bunch kind of scenario. Yeah. It was a bit but, but, he, he, No, actually, that's harsh on him. I thought he was actually really good. I thought he, he really tried to make things happen in a team that wasn't ticking. No, he looked... Um, I don't know if you've seen the video at the end when he comes over and hands his shirt to a fan. Oh, yeah, he, I saw that. He just looked annoyed. Like... His body language, you could tell he weren't happy. He wasn't happy at all. Um, you know, so... But that's, you know, at the same time, you like to see that. You know, you don't want to see him laughing and joking, you know. Couldn't it wasn't more. a great performance. It's all like, yeah, you know, he's probably taking that on the chin. And, you know, you can tell that, yeah, he wears his heart on his sleeve from the, from the kind of his, the way he acts. I love it. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, look, I'm glad that they were annoyed. I'm glad that they was you know, frustrated. I hope he takes it home with him as all the players do, because that gives them the hunger to, to do better next, next, uh, next week. Um, okay. Who is your dick of the day? So it's a little bit, if it, if it, okay. So I was going to go for the weather, wasn't I? But mm-hmm. well. so okay. a little bit, I don't know if you've been on, been on the Twitter sphere. Uh, there was a lot of like chanting at the game. Yeah. About Arsenal TV. And um, oh, yeah, Robbie, I did see that the the, the, the the founder, whatever you want to call him, um, of Arsenal TV. And there's so there's what were they doing? Of, well, there was the Arsenal Fun TV chant. There's Arsenal Fun TV get out of the club, and there's another yeah. chant I won't repeat. Um, if you, you look on Twitter, I'll take you after the podcast. It's not okay. very nice. I actually haven't about, heard it. Yeah, but okay, it's about Robbie Lyle, and um, and they just were singing it all game. And there was this, and so my dick of day is there was a guy in front of me who was just off his face. And for the entirety of the second half, to sang this song, the all game um, about Robbie Lyle. Was Who's my dick of the day? Yeah. I, he actually wasn't there. Actually, um, I think he did a watch along. But um, yeah, there was it was it wasn't very nice. He's my dick of the day because yeah, yeah mate, me and mate off. was like shut up, like, and no one was joined in with him. But mm. it was, it was yeah. a, bit, it's a bit distasteful. It's weird. I, haven't I mean, got to, I haven't got time for that sort of thing. Definitely not. I mean, you can say what you want and criticize the um the the manner in which a uh, like a publication holds itself right mm. and you can uh you know be critical of the way that it produces news like if that's not for you and that's not your taste fine um uh, but but as soon as it becomes very personal and somebody's livelihood who genuinely whether you disagree or not with his um like the way he conducts the publication, it's like he still dedicates his whole life to Arsenal. Hmm. He's still a serious fan, you know, and um, look, I, I think personally that Arsenal fan TV can be very harmful in a lot of situations. I think that has changed quite a bit. I think they do their forever podcast. They've got a few new people in. I think that's James, his name is. Tends to be yeah. very analytical and... Whatever, he's, but he's, not, he's actually. I've watched some of his stuff, and you know, like I said, I'm not the biggest kind of fan of it, and I don't really watch a lot of it. But I've I've seen some of that stuff, and, and it's some of it's quite interesting. And there's definitely sort of they're going for that younger crowd and mm. what they're doing. But listen, you know, there's there's one thing coming to conversation saying so you don't like it, but then to sort of you know take yeah, to, take that, to the stands, you know, when, when when we're you know should we support the team, mate? Don't stop. Where do you think you are? Where do you think? Yeah, it's like come on, yeah. Well. My deck of the day feels a little bit more arbitrary now, but, uh, um, you know, compared to a guy who was basically just abusing another Arsenal fan. Um, my deck of the day went to to Gabriel's dentist. 
Um, I mean, look, if his dentist is braced in Brighton, he's either earning big bucks and mugging off Gabrielle, or he's just not very good, or both. Because um, it's the second time he's played against Brighton. It's the second time he's lost his tooth. He just he just needs to get a better dentist and just stop going to one in Brighton that's clearly, like, getting, I don't know, getting money from Lewis Dunk. Here you go, Sonny. Oh. You know what? I didn't realise he'd lost his tooth until, like, the day mm. after. And I'd actually seen the picture of him. He posted with a dentist, and I thought... I did think, who the hell is this guy? It's a bit of a weird, it's a bit of a weird pose, but I, I, just, I just thought he, he just, I don't know, he was out for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did look very weird. It did look very weird, but um, it was that little selfie he did. But it was a chip, wasn't it, really, more than a loss mm. of a tooth. So. Um, but I've never, I've never lost a tooth. I don't know what it feels like, but it sounds like that would be incredibly painful. No. And fair mm. play to him, he carried on. He kept going. He's a warrior, mate. Brazilian future, warrior. Future captain, he is. Future Absolutely. Captain. Don't even need a player to play well around him. We'll just let we'll just let him just get us a point every game for the rest of the season. Take nil nil every day. How many points will be on? About 30. Um, <laughs> so God, it'd be, it'd be just let's stay up. It would be. <laughs> it would be indeed. Um, well, look, so usually at this point, what we do is we obviously then go onto our Instagram and get all of the questions that everybody asked us throughout the, throughout the day um, about the game and we can answer them and things like that. But obviously by uh, the laws of the Armageddon, uh, of the apocalypse, I should say, um, Instagram is down. So we, down. Can only ac- we can only access a few, um, yeah. a few questions, some of which we've actually answered, so it's quite difficult to answer. So we could just do what Arsenal did and ask our own questions, um, create fake Twitter accounts. <laughs> and ask- <laughs> Um, but uh, there's a couple. So let's go with those. And I've got one uh, that I can ask at the end if we, if, if we run out of time. Um, how did Potter tactically outclass Arteta? Says Kerr Lang. Um, did, that's that's definitely one for you because you're more tactical than, than me. <laughs> I don't know if I am. I might sound like I am, but uh, pff, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think, look, it just came down to being able to annihilate um, annihilate the press so stop our escape artists being able to escape in wet weather and being available for second lockdown balls and it really did come down to that they just use their players effectively and don't think it was rocket science past that i don't think being able to to strangle us at the base um and allow those good players saka and mosfero odegaard to pull the strings then then they, they don't have to. And if they're like that, we have to be damn accurate and it's very difficult to be. So um I also think maybe we we probably did we did sit off from like even when we were passing out from the from the goal kicks. We we were, we were sat so deep and I think mm. you touched upon it earlier, like our shape was off. Um and also really they they just, I think they just won the midfield battle, didn't they really? They did. And did, um yeah. they were just on it. I, I just thought they were very well organized, you know, they in you know it, it's not necessarily luck, but you know, every second ball they were there on it, and um, mm. yeah. But they, they, okay. they've been very good this season. They've, they've been very impressive. So, and they're at home as well. Yeah, playing at home, you always got the home advantage. Yeah, it's in the Premier League that makes a world of difference. Particularly when you come off the back of um, COVID, where it was no fans at all. So it's mm. you know as, as as uplifting as our fans were last season. We're we're up against it when we go away, just as badly. Yeah. So yeah, you know course. it's it's the same. It's the same. So. Um, yeah, what, what else can we say tactically? I mean, I think they just play better. I mean, it, sometimes it really come down can come down to as simple as that, but they nullified our midfield against, you know, the pretty players in Odegaard and 
Partey to an extent with the way he can glide and, and use his feet to pass and make incisive passes. Once you nullify that, you kind of strangle the midfield and the base. And yeah, he just did it quite well. Do you know what? And I do think Tottenham nearly did that a couple of times last last week. Um, doesn't really matter because we ended up annihilating them. But yeah, so I think that's that's something to be to, to be uh, fearful of. Um, Tracy says, uh, can we just go back to the Tottenham game? Yes. Hmm. Um, okay. Interesting one. So I guess this is kind of suggesting we should get a new striker. But Philip Rybakovic, sorry if I've pronounced that terribly, um, says Vlahovic, Isaac, Isaac, Tony or Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, I'm going to throw another one into the hat there. What about Tammy Abraham as we just missed out on him? But if, is there, who do you think may suit us, if if at all? You know, I was having this conversation recently. I really like Calvert Lewin, and I really like who's that young guy who plays a Villa. Um, Watkins. Yeah, yeah, he can play. Really, really like those guys. Uh, it's you know, it's a weird one that of Tammy Abraham. For me, he just feels like another Danny Welbeck. Um, yeah, they're very leggy the way they yeah. play, and they can beat a player, and uh, but very, very capable of missing the easy ones. Yeah, they're not gonna. You're gonna go out, you know, and it's, it's sort of post-COVID market. You, 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 you've got to, I don't know. You want a ready-made, established player, and, and I think his time Abraham was that quality. If he's still at Chelsea, yeah, yeah just, I agree. No, I, I, I didn't. I think he was good, but he wasn't like he was never gonna. I don't know. I, I, I just never set really. The world on fire. He was good yeah, in the championship exactly. with Villa, to be fair. Yeah, but, but the then he never really, he never really sort of established himself at Chelsea. Um, but no, go back to what you said. I think, yeah, Cap Lewin or Ollie Watkins Ollie Watkins would be um mm. kind of two, I think I think that Watkins is really good. Um yeah. I I'm still I mean I need to let it go now, but I'm still good that we never got a Jota. Because honestly, I absolutely mm. love him. And I think he would fit into our team so well. He's class. Yeah, he really would. He so really dangerous. Would. Such a such, such a great striker. Even just like how yeah he's playing in the Liverpool team, I think you can tell, and that's exactly the kind of style of striker we want, right? If he was maybe a tiny bit bigger, he'd be absolutely perfect. But I sort of wouldn't mm. need it if you're playing with him. But alrighty, and then uh, moving on to this one. So um, Hecket, I'm gonna have to do this well because because I'm only reading the usernames now, so I've got to try and get their name out of the username because obviously I can't <laughs> click on the account because um, you can't, Instagram's down. So Heck is lonely. Um, no, that's not what it says. Heckis only. No, he's not Heckis lonely. <laughs> Should Emil Smith Rowe be above Madison in England squad call up rankings? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I mean. Madison's had an absolute stinker so yeah, far. Yeah, but he's more established, isn't he? He's more established, but in terms of who you've got above in front of him, look, I think Bellingham's in front of Emil Smith Rowe, albeit very different positions. I think. What they've, they've got in those positions, right, is a very difficult situation because England don't really play with many central attackers, right? Obviously, you've got your cane up top, but the real creation comes from out wide, and that is Grealish, Sterling, Saka, uh, who am I missing? God, I don't know, but basically the only two, the only middle person I can really think of that isn't like a deep lying midfielder or an eight like Bellingham is is Mount. So really, it feels like you're kind of competing for one space. I mean, I have to get up the latest England squad, but like it's if at the moment it feels like it's either if it's not Mount, then Grealish is going to come into the middle, 
And if it's not that, then Madison maybe could come into the squad. For, please let me know if I'm missing someone really obvious. What about Jesse Lingard? Jesse, yeah, but Jesse Lingard, but he's he's a bit wider. He, you know, he, he's an attacking yeah. midfielder, but he is, but he can play wide. He's quite versed up. Then again, so is Millsmith Rowe. And yeah, I, I I thought Lingard deserved his call up, but I think I think if Millsmith Rowe's knocking at the door, put it that way, he's making. Oh, he definitely noise. is. Mm. I think I'm a little bit has as an Arsenal fan. I'm I'm sort of like you know I don't want to see these guys burn out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's interesting because Southgate said, like, I've, I've not, I mean, I don't really follow international football, only in the major tournaments, it, like international breaks, I find incredibly mm. boring. Um, but he touched upon a squad and a few players who missed out. And he said, oh, you know, these guys were very close, but I didn't want to play them because I didn't want them to play too many games because they've been playing a lot of games for their club. And I'm thinking, yeah. Saka is literally that guy. And he's yeah. in this world, like he's just not, uh, isn't he? Yeah. I, I think I'd say I should pull a, you know, a tactical. Oh, he's got it. He's got a. He's got a bad toe. <laughs> we need a, to, a uh, touch of the uh, Alex Ferguson. Yeah, just put your foot down and go, you're not playing. <laughs> you're yeah. staying over two weeks, put your feet up. Watch <laughs> T and Trisha, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Bargain Hunt and just chill. With yeah, it. and eat some bourbons, you know. Absolutely. Or Custard Creams, whatever you like. Oh, yeah, whatever you fancy, mate, whatever you fancy. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's knocking at the door. I think Emil Smith-Rowe is, is pushing to be ahead of Madison, but... Um, Bit of a small sample size. Madison's had a bad start. Mill Smith Rose had a good start. So it's hard to have, not have recency bias there. So already. Um, another one. So Bolt as Blue says, uh, when will Aubameyang Ob- finally be dropped to the bench? I think that's harsh. Yeah. It's it's difficult, isn't it? Because you sort of feel like we owe him one for like winning the FA Cup for us still. Mm. I feel like we we... we we owe him a great deal because, you know, he, he sort of carried the team that season and he is our captain, you know, and he's probably our most clinical goal scorer, but then, you know, at the same mm. time, I, I just think we need a completely new kind of, you know, striker. Yeah. A period, think... basically. I, I just don't think he's he's going to do it anymore. Uh, it's January? Do you think it'll happen in January? I don't think it will. You know, I don't. I don't, I don't think it will. It's a bit of a weird one because I don't want to be too react. I'm trying to not be reactionary from the weekend. Mm. That's what I think this question is. To be honest, yeah. I, I, I think it is. I think I think it's unfair. The last three games, I think he was really good. I think against Spurs, he was fantastic. He looked up for it. He had the crowd and all that sort of stuff. And we're going to have that again. And it's not going to be every night. It's away at Brighton yeah. when it's raining. And yeah. We're going to have our days at the Emirates where we've got our carpet and they've got the fans behind us. And I think he's going to thrive in it. And I think we'll need him. And we can bring Lacazette on in the same fashion, I think, as we did against Brighton, maybe a bit earlier if it's not quite working or it's very yeah. obvious. But we, we we touched on it earlier. I do feel like he's reached his ceiling. And I feel yeah. like he's lost the yard of pace. And since he's like, yeah, like malaria last season, he isn't the player he was. Um, no. And there's no you know dispute in that. But um, I don't think I'd drop him. You know, on his day in front of goal, you know, he, you know, he's he's the best one we got. So, but no, I definitely feel like I don't know because Lacazette brings that sort of you know different style. I do, I do, I do like I like what Lacazette brings to the team in terms of yeah. you know, when he kind of plays off the ball, drops back in, and then you get the runners. But um, but then in front of goal, I don't think he's as he's as um, clinical. No, not like he used to be. Just you know, do, do you feel over like he's on he just needs a couple of big games and then he's back? That's what I always feel, but that I felt like that for like 12 months. It's not happening, yeah. You that's <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it again, nail on the head. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and, and I think that's why we need a new front line. I just think, that, I just think you know, the, the, these are sort of like kind of, do you know, like when we had like the Invincibles and we had like the, this, the kind of Silver Wheel tours and Carnus mm. who could drop in, you know, when we needed someone where like Omri or Burkamp or Reyes wasn't in the team. Mm. I feel like I feel like Lacazette's there, you know, he's not, I feel like he's, you shouldn't really be your second. I think mm. you want someone else. And I feel like we're just a bit light in that position. Uh, you know, I don't like to criticise them because they're both, they're both very likeable, aren't they? Um, yeah, and they've both been so awesome. good for the club. Yeah. I, I, I part of me does, because Lacazette, um, I like Lacazette, but I feel like he's never really reached the heights, especially what we paid for him. Yeah. He, he never really turned into that striker that we had hopes of. But yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be too critical. Um, no. I just think, you know, bigger picture, we probably need to strengthen in, in that area. Fair. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree. Um, and maybe that'll happen this summer. Um, and let's just see what we can get out of them together. But you don't really get striker partnerships anymore, do you? So, no. you know, I think it really is a leading man and then a second fiddle. And if that's going to be maybe Balogun, who's going to be second or even Martinelli or something like that. But um, so I think Aubameyang would be great for like, you know, that if, if we could bring someone else in and then mm. Aubameyang becomes your second man who you bring on as a sub as an impact player. You know, it's just, whereas... Yeah, it's too much pressure on him as a as a starter. Yeah, I do feel like we have the same conversations every week as Arsenal's about these two going. Oh, you know, if they can just get some form, if they can just get some form, it's like before you know it, it's 12, mm. 18 months, twenty four months. It's like okay, yeah, where yeah. where do you draw the line and go? I don't think it's working with these guys anymore. Yeah, but... need to be ruthless. Mm. Well, look, last question. This one's actually from me, so I wrote this down just in case we couldn't have enough questions. But really, we only had five because the story was up for about five minutes before Instagram <laughs> went down. Um, what do you think of uh, Kieran Tierney and his start to the season? Good question. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's. I don't know. It's not. I think sometimes you can sort of look past performance when you like a player. Yeah, it's very easy to sort of go. Yeah, he wasn't great, but if I can, you know, sorry, since where he's a top. You think I, oh, yeah. If you have a lot of not affection, but you know, I mean, he's a very popular player at the club. You know, we all Definitely. love Kieran Tierney um, and what he brings. And you know, on his day, you know, he's, he's one of our best players. Um, and I feel like often he's, you know, in most games you look at him, he, he is sort of the most consistent in, in, in terms of performance. Um, yeah, he, he's been a little bit off the pace this season, but then I think I think a lot of them have. Maybe that's yeah. with, with the Euros, like even like Saka and Smith Rowe, they've all been a little bit slow to sort of get going. Um, maybe it's a reflection of the team. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think he has looked a little bit defensively suspect apart from everything else. Um, just a li- just a little bit. And I think it's only because we love him so much we are willing to overlook it from a game-to-game basis. But it does tend to build a bigger picture and over a period of time. And he does just look a little bit positionally, a little mm. bit kind of aerially off the pace. And I'm not too worried about it because we know what he can do. But, I mean, if we're going to dive into it, and maybe we shouldn't do this too early, I wonder if we're maybe misusing him a little bit. He always appears to me as a left centre-back, proper left-back sort of vibe, but we kind of use him as a winger. And Tommy mm. Asu's come in and is that sort of third centre-back now. Uh, it means that he can push on a bit. But then it's like, well, if we're doing that, then maybe we should just have a winger anyway. And But uh, I'm kind of thinking out loud here because I don't think we really need to come to any conclusions now. But I think he's been a no. bit off the pace for various reasons, like you've said. 
Um, I'm not 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 crazy worried about it, but um, yeah, thought it was worth bringing up. No, it's a good it's a good question, mate. And I think mm. there have been times, even last season, where he sort of gets caught out of position a few times, and um, yeah, it can be a bit vulnerable. But then we we do overlook it. I don't know. But I, I think I think it's been a weird start anyway. Like it's been yeah. such a weird start to the season, um, and I think it's going to take a bit of time. Yeah, you know, just just with this, we've got such a young squad, and it's obviously you know you know Eddie and Arteta have spoken about it and about you know we haven't we you know we've not gone out and we've, we haven't necessarily bought ready-made players who are going to give you a nine out of ten every week. You know, it's I hate to say it, it's it's a process or <laughs> project, whatever you want to say. And it, it, Bingo. Yeah, yeah I, I don't say buy into it, but you're going to no. get there's 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 going to be bumps in the road, isn't there? Um, but no, I love I love Keaty. I just my biggest concern with Keaty is just it's just his fitness. Mm-hmm. I think um, it just and you know it just it feels like he's got all the Michael Owens about him, the Jack Wilshers. You know he's made a glass. I hope not. I and know. For someone who runs around the snow in a short sleeve t shirt, you'd think, come on. Um, <laughs> You are right. It is, he gets so much so injured so often, and and then you do see him running around in the snow in a t-shirt. And you know, surely someone's in his ear, just saying, "Listen, Kieran, mate, you, you know, cold muscles, <laughs> injuries. Should, should we just put a jumper on just this once? Go on, should we just pop it on a bit of under armor? Should we just do that? Oh god, yeah, I've, um, I've got a question for you actually. If you don't mind, yeah, go on then. No, no, you crack like, on. Let, let's do it. This is do it. Um, What's your favorite cheese? No, <laughs> <laughs> smell my cheese. Yeah, <laughs> damn. No, um, so, um, when you know, when it comes to sort of kind of that right hand side, we've got Nicholas Pepe, seventy million man. We've got you know, Boyko. Boy, I can never, I can never say Saka's first name. I'm Come just going to say Saka whenever okay. I try to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> do you feel like because of that price tag, there's there's going to be that expectancy of we're going to keep playing? Always going to keep trying Pepe down the right when he can, or does he phase that out and Saka becomes the number one on in that position? And you, I don't know. You, well, I don't know what to do. It, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think if it was anyone else, you'd say Saka's. That's his position now. But because of the price tag, it always feels like there's that element of oh, but we probably should be playing him. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you've got a Definitely. shiny new toy, and it's like you feel like well, I should be playing with it. I haven't probably asked. I haven't probably asked a question in the best way, but you get what I'm saying. I get it. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and, I, and I think it's completely valid. I think that's what we feel as fans. We've had him for a couple of years now and he's been very hot and very cold. Um, and we kind of, I think at least as fans, I think we know what to expect from Pepe uh, in that we don't know what to expect from him, if that makes sense. Like we know he's either going to be unbelievable or he's going to be absolutely toilet and we won't see him. Um, and I think his inconsistency has kind of been accepted as one of his traits, as much as it's been accepted that he can finish from a million yards, he can cut inside, or he can go missing. And I think Arsenal fans kind of know what they can get out of him. And whilst he may be able to deliver more, I think Arteta and the board are kind of accepting that as well. So I actually think we're a little bit past that point in that I think we kind of know what Nicola Pepe is going to give us. Um, so I think Arteta's got that license to maybe not use him, which is why he's not starting with him. And I think Saka's really gone, right, this is my position now. Come get it from me. And um, look, Brighton will, will help Pepe's cause and Saka can still play from the left. There's a lot of options there. But um, I think uh, I think Arteta knows his best 11. And I think Saka's man on the right. It's Pepe's 
mm. place to earn it. And this is a squad season. We're not going to win our or get where we need to be just from 11 players. And I think Pepe is that next layer of player. I think he, oh, that was a nice rhyme. But he, uh, he I, I think he's part of it. And I think he's still got a lot of contribution to, to, to bring this season. I also don't think, you know, injuries will come and he will be starting quite a number of games this season. And I think Arteta almost doesn't care. He, I, I don't think Arteta really gives a crap about the price tag. I think we do. And I think Pepe does but I don't think Arteta does. And I think he's got enough clout to not. Uh, and we've seen that. He's dropped him a lot. He's dropped him in big games. He's played him when he wants to. But I think if anything we've learned from Brighton is that it's horses for courses. And if we need someone to run in behind on a cold, wet day and we need someone who can cause a bit of chaos and you know get make a centre-back slip, he's your guy. Mm. Um, what do you think? Um, yeah. The nail a, on the head. Yeah, It's a weird <laughs> one because... I just I don't know how long we sort of keep going with Pepe in terms of you know where where's the line you know do you, mm. do you, do you, do you keep persevering with him I just think for what we paid we just don't get enough back um, even though I do like yeah. him I saw a funny tweet the other day and it said um, can we just pretend that we paid seventy two million for Saka and Pepe is coming through the uses <laughs> <laughs> and then you know it's we don't have to worry about it so much but um, yeah it's it's definitely food for four I think. You know, you've got to ask the question at the end of the season. You know, let's say he comes in the season and you know, we're sort of having the same discussions. It, you're saying, well, we're three years in now. Mm. Maybe it's it's time. We're going to ultimately we'll make a loss on him either way. So what do you do? Do you let him, do you let his contract run down, let him go for free or just try and, I mean, what do you sell him? 20 yeah. million, 25 million. I reckon you could get 35 out of him. Maybe. I, you, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'd, yeah. I'd, love him, I'd love it to work out for him because I do like him and I think there's a lot of potential there. But it, yeah, you have to sort of say, okay, come on now, you know, it's you, you've been here long enough. Um, yeah, and it comes, and, and I guess it comes down to consistency, doesn't it? And yeah, so yeah, but also, you know, under another manager, could it change? I don't know. Under yeah. a more experienced manager, he, he could thrive. But um, I think he could be like a. He needs to be the main man, I think, and in a team that's a bit more broken play. Like, we're so systemic, like, and he's a chaos player, right? So mm. I just don't think he's a system player. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, we've all time we've gone on for play like over an hour. Okay, well, look, let's leave it there anyway. Um, food for thought, eh? Let's bring some of those questions for next week because, uh, oh, we've got international break, haven't we? Ah, yes. Okay, so Crystal Palace and Villa next. Very exciting. Um, my man, Steve, thanks so much for coming on. Much appreciated. Um, I'm looking forward to come on the uh, in the clock podcast uh, in the clock end podcast. So we should, um, and any listeners should really listen to it as well. It's good. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to coming on as and when it's outside nine to five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Alrighty. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers for coming again, mate. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Take care. (laughs)